the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, this is the final hour of the Bruce Hooley Show this week because we're off on Thursday and Friday, but I certainly didn't want to deprive you, my listener, or even me myself from our conversation with Matt Mayer of OpportunityOhio.org. So we moved Matt up from his normal Thursday slot at noon to Wednesday at noon. It's nice to have Matt with us, and you can follow him on Twitter at Ohio. Matt, follow his website, which is OpportunityOhio.org. Read his Substack, The Patriot Mind, by searching it on Google. Search The Patriot Mind, Substack, Matt Mayer, M-A-Y-E-R. Okay, Matt, let's start with uh, the big press conference yesterday on the border. Kevin McCarthy, the new, we think, House Speaker. He hasn't been uh, accorded that honor yet, but he's likely to be. Taking aim at Alejandro Mayorkas and threatening that if he doesn't resign, they might investigate impeaching him. Your view of this wise move to throw this out there at this juncture of the uh, Republicans, not yet, but soon taking over control of the House. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, about six months ago, I wrote a piece saying, uh, do not let them off the hook, which was aimed at Mayorkas as well as Merrick Garland and anybody who post midterm uh, cabinet member who who decides they're going to resign if Republicans take control so they can try to avoid accountability. And, And what I wrote in that piece is even if they resign, haul them in make them incur legal fees, hold them accountable for the actions and omissions uh, that they've done. And, and Mayorkas is egregious because he sits there and says the border's secure. As we know, millions of people are flooding across the border. We know that the fentanyl that is killing tons of Americans is coming across the border. We know that traffickers are putting poor women uh, as sex slaves all across the country because of the open border. So Mayorkas absolutely should be investigated. He should be impeached if he does not resign. And even if he does resign, they should hound him until they lose control of that of that, that chamber because he has been what he has done to to America has been an absolute dereliction of duty, and he should pay a price for that. So I didn't watch the press conference, but I saw the reaction from the White House, predictably, you know, going down the road of saying that the Republicans have no plan; all they're interested in are stunts. Well, I would argue that Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis shipping migrants to other areas focused attention in the mainstream media on the problem and held the Biden administration accountable. But do Republicans have uh, measures or did McCarthy outline measures as to what they're recommending? Because I think that would be powerful. A, you're not doing this. We're going to hold you accountable for not doing it. But B, this is what we want you to do. Well, look, I, I, I think this is like the great, you know, the, the, the pot calling the kettle black, right? I mean, the, the left and the Democrats have spent six years on circus trials and circus hearings, all going after Donald Trump without much substance or much actual impact on anything other than, you know, their, I mean, they hired an ABC producer to create theatrics. So spare me White House on that. And, and the fact of the matter is that the, the incoming Republican Congress has an agenda. They're going to pass legislation to get to get by. But we know it won't go anywhere in a Senate that's controlled by Democrats or by Joe Biden. But so their job right now for the next two years is to hold the administration accountable for skyrocketing inflation, weak job growth, 
capitulating to the Iranians, the, the resurgence of ISIS, the debacle that, that, is, that is the Ukraine, right? The, the growing threat from China and the failure of the president when he has Xi Jinping in his room, the failure to, to ask him about COVID and to demand answers about where, where COVID came from, why they let uh, these travel, uh, international travelers continue to go out of Hubei province while they shut down domestic travel, ensuring that it would spread all over the West rapidly. But again, so accountability is going to be key for the for the Republican uh, Congress starting in January. So you worked at the White House, and I'm curious to know, I keep hearing that Kevin McCarthy, the new House Speaker, if in fact he gets that honor, is going to have a hard time holding his coalition together. I think his majority is exactly the same or certainly approximately the same as Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats had. She's being lauded as somebody who's really good at holding a collision, uh, a coalition together. And I just view it, you know, from a from a binary perspective, like I, I might not agree totally with whatever the Republican speaker's asking me to do, but I'm sure not going to agree with Democrats. So why did they say or why is it or is this just a, a left pipe dream that it will be hard for McCarthy to hold the Republicans together and, uh, you know, hold Biden accountable with whether it's proposing laws that he won't sign, but he's on the record as, you know, running for president in 2024 is not signing them. Why is it so difficult for McCarthy to hold this together? Well, Bruce, because unfortunately there is a history within the Republican Party of not uh, sticking together. And, and, and the left is actually very good at this, uh, enormously good at it. And so that's why you never see you know, the kind of stuff that happened in the Trump administration where there were people stabbing his back, undermining him constantly. You never see that happen in the Democrat administration, right? And in Congress, same thing. And so what happens is you've got people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, you've got Matt Gitt, you've got others who, who, who want to really have this independent streak, uh, and they want to get some airtime. And so they're always trying to buck the kind of natural order of things. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, but what it does do is it does absolutely create a hurdle for a Republican with a thin majority that, you know, you have the House Freedom Caucus that's going to want certain things. And so th- those folks uh, have a history of essentially causing there to be difficult issues with trying to govern a, a, a thin majority among Republicans. So I do think Kevin has a, has a big job in front of him and Hope he's up to the task because there's a lot that needs to get done. Matt Mayer is our guest. He's OpportunityOhio.org, the brains behind it. Check him out on Twitter, at OhioMatt. And you and I both have talked before about this effort by the left to erase norms and standards uh, in our culture. Uh, I see the American Bar Association says that it is now uh, not recommending that the standardized test that everyone takes or has taken to get into law school, it's known uh, colloquially as the LSAT, uh, that they don't need to have it anymore. No standardized test. Um, I would think that law schools would want people who have at least uh, some rudimentary ability to grasp what they're teaching them. I think that'd be a useful tool, the LSAT. But uh, what do you think's behind this, and what's the logic uh, related to it? Well, look, I think the, the whole point here is because they anticipate the Supreme Court striking down affirmative action. Uh, this is now going to be the kind of higher ed, uh, you know, undergraduate as well as law med school to try to get around uh, that, that, that being struck down by getting rid of things that, that like standardized tests, right? So that they can admit folks uh, that make up their, their goal of quote unquote diversity, which really boils down simply to skin color and sexual orientation. It doesn't go to ideology. They don't, they don't want that kind of diversity. And so it's really at the beginning push to try to come up with another fudge factor in order to get around uh, affirmative action being struck down uh, by the Supreme Court here in the next you know, six months. 
So you've seen the reaction uh, post-Colorado nightclub shooting, the gay nightclub, and there were reports today the the uh, shooter's attorney uh, says that he identifies as non-binary, uses they-them pronouns. We don't know that for sure yet, but his attorney is saying it. I'm not necessarily asking you to comment on that aspect of the story, but just you viewed the media reaction, the view put forth uh, stringently that uh, it is the left accusing the right of fomenting this hatred that results in this kind of shooting. Uh, What's your reaction to that kind of uh, appropriation of a tragedy and as quickly as it is done? Yeah, look, I think it's epic gaslighting. I mean, the the, the fact that that some guy clearly has mental health issues went in and tried to shoot some people, right? And then, but but every time there's a shooting, Bruce, the left is like fast as lightning to try to blame the right, you know, guns or, you know, Donald Trump or this or that. And it's really sickening because, right, this is a mental health problem more than anything. And, you know, to me, when you step back and say, oh, if, if somebody shoots a, 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 a gay club or a, you know a, 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 a club that's a primor, primarily you know populated by African Americans or Hispanics, it, suddenly we're going to then tie any policy about that to you know oh therefore you shouldn't criticize transgender uh, library time or going into elementary schools or things like that. I mean that, that's really just gaslighting because the two don't have any correlation to one another at all. I mean one is a policy discussion that's important to have for parents to say the other is a mental health issue, is a violence issue, that we need to make sure we do what we can to, to stop and catch those folks. And the fact that this guy in Colorado had did a bomb threat a year ago and wasn't sitting in jail somewhere is deeply problematic. Again, once again, we had somebody on the bubble, we knew who they were, and yet we allowed something to happen. So that's another failure of law enforcement, the FBI, that we've just got to figure out because it is rare that we have one of these shootings where the person wasn't already a person of interest uh, with law enforcement in the past. Yeah, it's true. And, and you know, the blame is first and foremost with the shooter. And then you look at the situation like family. I go to family next. They know the behavior. And I go to enforcement of the laws that are on the books. Did we do that? And in all three of these cases, or in this particular case, I would say there was failure there. And I don't think at all that uh, it can be a direct tie to conservative media or conservative commentators. No, it's just it's a reckless. It's trying to squash the First Amendment. It's trying to essentially bully bully away the arguments because they don't want to have to defend. They don't want to defend putting a transgender person into elementary schools in you know, full get-up or, you know, uh, 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 you know somebody who's, who's doing that at a library for, for young kids. I mean, they don't want to defend that, so they want to try to essentially gaslight those that criticize it. it it's just really reckless uh, and, and wrong. Well, it's always a great uh, pleasure to have you on the show, my friend. I appreciate what you do at OpportunityOhio.org. He's a great follow on Twitter. You can find him at Ohio Matt. I hope you have uh, a wonderful Thanksgiving with your family, and I look forward to talking to you next week. Yeah, you too, Bruce. Enjoy Thanksgiving. Yeah, the effort by the left to paint the right as precipitating these kinds of events is disgusting. They don't even wait until the grieving process is over. They have such little respect for the victims of these kinds of shootings that they instantly appropriate them and essentially stand on their dead bodies, which is exactly what they accuse the right of, of denying their humanity. That's what they're doing, using them as props. I'm curious, Alan, my clock over here froze, so I had no idea whether I was on time or too long with that live read. I did not see you uh, 
throwing a fit. Was I a little over, a little under, a right little, on the money? A little bit. Yeah. A little over? Yeah. Well, see, I was looking at the clock. I pulled the clock up, and it told me how much time I had left. And so I riffed a little longer. Then I looked down at the clock and realized it hadn't moved. Oh, my. So that was when I knew. I hate when time doesn't Probably move. ought to be wrapping this up. <laughs> yes. Uh, time does not stand still, not even if you are uh, heading out of town for Thanksgiving. No. Proof of that is that gas prices in Columbus will average $3.54 for the Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, that is slightly above the Ohio average, which is $3.52. If time stood still, maybe even just for a year, you would be paying $3.21. That's what it was a year ago at this time. What is the national average? 361. So I feel like that's high. I feel like that's inconvenient. But then again, I don't look at things like, oh, I don't know, White House economic advisor Jared Bernstein. He has a much different view of gas prices than I do. We're very happy to see some breathing room at the pump, especially ah. around the holidays. I just looked at the number this morning from AAA, $3.66 a gallon. Of course, that's down from a, a peak of over $5 a gallon in mid-June. So that's some real breathing room. That's some real breathing room. I think it's more like gasping room. Like, it's what? 360 And he thinks that's breathing room. He thinks that's good. Because this is what the Biden administration is good at. They make things really, really horrible, and then they slightly improve, and then they tell you about how great they are for the slight improvement, which you say, wait a minute, weren't gas prices like in the twos when Biden took over? Uh, yes, the national average for gas prices on January 20th, 2021, when Joe Biden took office, national gas prices were 239 per gallon, 239 would that help if every time you filled your tank, you had $15 more, $30 more in your pocket, depending on how big your gas tank is? Would that help? I think that would help. We're changing people's lives. Oh, uh, sorry. Sorry, Angry Joe. Yes, you are changing people's lives. For the worse, you are changing people's lives. But into this predicament comes the good folks at Sheets. Sheets is offering gas at $1.99 per gallon. Now, hold on. Before you rush out to your local Sheets and fill your tank, you should know that this is not 87-octane gas, or as we used to refer to it uh, when I was a child, regular gas. You could go to the gas station back then. You could regular or high test. Now you get 87 is regular. Then there's like 89 is a mid-grade. And high test is what, 92? Uh, they don't even put the price for high test on the sign we... anymore because nobody can afford it. <laughs> but guys I... who drive Beamers or Audis. I was going to say, some cars have yeah, to have it. They right? have to have it, yeah. So the question is, will the $1.99 sheets gas, which is, this is confusing, it's 88 octane. Okay, so you would think, well, I'm putting 87 in. 88's got to be better because 89 is better than 87. Now, I'm not a gas expert, nor do I play one like Jared Bernstein at the White House. But here's what the 88-octane gas is. It is 15% ethanol. So they used to call this gas E85 because it had like 85% real gas and 15% ethanol. Will it damage your vehicle? If your vehicle was manufactured 
don't hold me to this. Look it up in your owner's manual. But I'm, I've read that it's for vehicles manufactured after 2001. What they call them flex fuels? Well, I had a, used to have a truck that was flex fuel because this gas is said not to be for big SUVs and big trucks. So I used to drive a truck that said it was a flex fuel truck. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, this is cheaper and it's a flex fuel truck. I'll fill it with this. And so I did. And I noticed that it went through my truck like I had a leak in my gas line. The mileage for this kind of gas will be decidedly less than what you will get off regular gas, 87. Your car, your truck, whatever you put it in, light-duty truck, don't put it in a heavy-duty truck. If you put it in that truck, the experts, oh, don't we love experts, they say you will not have near the performance from your vehicle. So, you know, the pickup, the instant response from your car, if it instantly responds when you step on the gas, all those things will be somewhat, to what degree I cannot say, somewhat compromised if you fill up with the 88 E85, 88 gas from Sheets. But it's $1.99 a gallon. It's not You're not paying $1.50 more per gallon for it. And I think they recommend, too, that your gas tank be almost empty so you don't mix the oh, two. Oh, so you don't mix the two. No, you wouldn't want a gas cocktail in your gas tank, I guess. What about the cost of Thanksgiving itself? According to analysis from the American Farm Bureau Association, the overall cost of a typical Thanksgiving dinner has risen 20% since last year. Hmm. I guess that explains why we haven't had a tweet from the White House about how we're saving pennies on the traditional holiday meal. Remember that? A couple of years ago, they tweeted out uh, your traditional holiday July 4th cookout, I think it was. You saved three cents off the year before. Uh, the price of a 16-pound turkey has risen from 24 bucks to 29 bucks. Ouch! A 21% increase. They're blaming the avian flu for this. No, it wouldn't be the diesel prices being five sixty a gallon, thus hiking the transportation cost of turkeys to market. It wouldn't be that. It would be the avian flu. Of course, the Biden administration can't stop the avian flu, but they could stop the fuel crisis if they wanted to. Of course, I don't know. Maybe the Biden administration could stop the avian flu because if you were listening to the White House press conferences yesterday, you would have heard Dr. Anthony Fauci and others talking about how um, COVID remains a threat and that they were encouraging everyone to get vaxxed and boosted and maybe even masked, as some people are doing that. Washington, D.C., after Thanksgiving, kids cannot go back to school unless they provide a negative COVID test. Are those still free? I don't think they are free. Is that a hardship on families in D.C.? Probably, yeah. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.